Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. If there's one thing we've learnt over the period of lockdown is that we can't always control what's happening in our lives. Though to be fair, parents already know that. As soon as a small child comes into your life, things are unpredictable. They can be chaotic and stressful. Mindfulness meditation has been used as a way of dealing with life for thousands of years, but it's been in the last couple of decades that interest in the West has surged. Luke McLeod is a former contestant on The Bachelorette with Sophie Monk and Bachelor in Paradise, but off the screens, he's the founder of Soul Alive, an online meditation and mindfulness platform. Hi, Luke. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm good. I have to fess up and say um, I haven't I don't normally watch uh, reality TV and I've never watched any of the Bachelor series, but reality TV itself doesn't really feel that compatible with someone who practices meditation and mindfulness because um, from what I can see, one appears to be about outward experiences and you know emotions that are heightened for the purposes of drama, whereas meditation is about turning inwards and finding an equilibrium with our feelings. How did you become involved with reality TV? Well, you know what? That is the exact reason why I actually chose to do it was, well, well, there's a couple of reasons, but that that was one of the main ones was because it's so far on the opposite spectrum of what meditation is all about. It was something that I wanted to throw myself into to challenge myself to really kind of um, step into a world which was so polar opposite to what I was used to, um, to kind of see how I would handle it. But also the, the big one for me was going into an environment and a space where, and again, this, this is a bit of a generalization, but I think a lot of people that might watch those type of shows probably haven't experienced or don't know too much about meditation. Again, that's a generalized statement. So that was kind of, oh, um, obviously there was intentions there of meeting someone, <laughs> you know, I was single and that was uh, uh, an objective as well. But I, I, I did kind of, you know, have that in the back of my mind that it could be also a great opportunity to reach a lot of people who probably haven't tried meditation or, you know, done anything around mindfulness. And um, my meditation itself can be challenging in a let's say, normal environment. What was it like in that kind of heightened space of reality TV? Did it help you? Was it challenging to apply what you already knew about meditation and mindfulness? Yeah, absolutely. As I said, that was like a, it was a personal challenge for me as well to really step out of my comfort zone. And um, it's to how to deal with heightened emotion and pressure because that's, it's very much what they want you to, what they try to do to you is to put you into an environment, which is almost like a pressure cooker and to heighten emotions. So you do kind of have those outbreaks and they can capture that drama and so forth. So uh, I, I think they kind of got a little bit frustrated with me <laughs> because I was doing almost a personal experiment on myself to see if I could you know, manage the emotional a roller coaster that they really want you to go through. So they were wanting kind of these outbreaks from me and, and 
uh, I really tried to resist it because I wanted, that was a personal challenge for me to, um, to, to do myself. And, you know, I actually ran meditation classes <laughs> with the other guys and, and the people behind the scenes when we're actually going through the experience to kind of help them as well go go uh and handle the the experience so yeah it, it was certainly a a big test for me and um i'm i'm really glad that i that i did it and i actually do recommend other people to give it a go like whenever i talk to people they go oh i could never do that i'm like well you know what actually you learn so much about yourself. Like it's such a uh, interesting experiment and it opens you up to how to deal with certain emotions, people, the media. So look, I, I, I always say to someone who asked me that question, yeah, give it a go. <laughs> I will take that on face value. Um, <laughs> can you tell me what drew you to meditation to begin with prior to all of that reality TV stuff. Why did you look into it yourself? Yeah, for me, it was, I think, a, a slight, well, quite different to why most people might be attracted to it. Uh, I think most people kind of get into it to maybe deal with some type of trauma or some, they're looking for some type of solution to fix a, an emotional problem, whether that might be stress or anxiety or something like that, which is totally fine and, and great that people can find meditation by that way. For me, it was, it was very different. I, I actually remember reading a business article of all things in my mid twenties, which was probably about just over uh, 10 years ago now. And they did this study on a lot of successful people in different fields and industry, whether that was in, uh, business and sport and so forth and what they actually found as one of the most common habits throughout all these people was that they all meditated and I just found that fascinating because at the time I always thought that meditation was something kind of woo-woo and that hippies did in Byron Bay you know but these these people who I really looked up to in in sport and business and so forth they all did it so I thought wow okay well maybe there's something actually a bit more to this so uh, I then tried it out and I actually did find it did help me out a lot within my working uh, environment. I felt I was more focused. I didn't procrastinate as much. I felt like I was getting more done and I was like, okay, wow, this is, this is, there's something to this. It wasn't until five years after using it in that manner that I had a series of things that happened in my life that really broke down and were quite challenging. And then that's when I turned to it and it opened me more up to the deeper side of it, the more spiritual element of it. Um, and that's when I really kind of started to explore it. And then I was like, wow, I need to now share this with other people. You also studied in India for six months. What was that like? Well, that was pretty, I mean, it was incredible. And that was when that breakdown happened. So there was a a business venture that went south at an end of a 10-year relationship that I was in. My father was diagnosed with cancer. Um, my cousin committed suicide. And this all, that all happened within a very short period of time, within almost three months. So it was a really um, traumatic time in my life. And I didn't really know where else to turn. And I, it's a funny story. I remember actually watching a documentary on, on Netflix about Ram Das, uh, who's a meditation teacher guru. And he went to this place in India 
uh, in the northern part of India near the Himalayas called McLeod Gange. And my surname's McLeod. And I just saw that as a bit of a coincidence, a sign that I needed to do something and go there. So I literally just bought a one-way ticket. And within the week, I was there at the the foothills of the Himalayas um, in this place, McLeod Gange, and threw myself into meditation and practice up in that area and stayed with a, an Indian family there, like a homestay. And it was an extraordinary time in my life. Like it just opened me up in so many different ways. Um, I met so many incredible people and you know, I'm so fortunate that even though that was a painful time of what threw me into it, that uh, I did that because now I've taken all that, those learnings and practices that I learned from over there. And that's what I hope to now bring and share with other people here now. So what do you say to people who like the sound of meditation but have tried it and think it's too hard? Yeah, well, there's probably two key things that I, I would say which has probably helped me through my personal experience because I'm probably a similar type of person that has a very active mind and when I started out with it, I struggled with it as, as well. So... The first thing I would recommend is to try and shift your approach and perspective on how you're using it or before you're heading into it. And and what I mean by that is instead of seeing it as a way of trying to switch off, you know, that's often associated with meditation. It's all about switching off your mind. Instead of looking at it that way, I would approach it in a way of looking at it as a way to switch on. So actually switch on your mind and people who have quite an active mind, if they head into it with that perspective, that can really help because they're not getting frustrated with trying to switch off. They're excited about it switching on their mind. So that perspective can, can really help with progression and, and sticking with it and just enjoying it because it's, just a more of an enjoyable way of going about it rather than trying to switch off you're switching on so that's one really simple but effective tip that i would give to those people the other one is a a realization that i came to with meditation is the way you progress with it or the way that it actually kind of works is is almost within the opposite manner of every other area in our life and what i mean by that is we progress by kind of stepping up and doing more advanced levels or going up, up, up. So, you know, within your corporate life or business life, you you get a pay rise, that's what you're going, and then you move up for the next role. Within fitness, it's like, what's the harder workout? So we always have this sort of like approach to most areas in our life of like wanting to get better and to move up. With meditation, it's almost the opposite way or opposite approach on how you actually go deeper and get better with it. So, and what I mean by that is by letting go and by stepping back and by surrendering and just kind of removing and letting go of the expectations of what you're wanting it to do for you. That's actually the way you progress with it. So, and it, it's, it's so different to every other area on how we approach um, on other areas of our lives that people struggle with that. So that's what I say to um, 
anyone who's struggling a bit to kind of stick with it or, or has tried it and I'm like, okay, we'll stop trying <laughs> by, by stop, by stopping, you know, trying so hard and just relaxing and just kind of surrendering to the, to the practice, then that will allow it to do its magic. You call it a meditation practice. And I know that it's about, in a way, it's about strengthening that muscle so that um, you're getting the most out of it, like anything you need to practice to get better. But I know as a parent, as a working parent as well, that any parent with young children will say it's very difficult to find even 10 minutes to do a meditation. I've tried everything. I've locked the door and uh, had children bashing on the door and my husband yelling at the children to leave mummy alone to do her meditation. So it can be really hard to find that time to get a regular practice. And even more so if we remain in lockdown for more time. (laughs) How do you actually bed in a practice so that it does become as regular as eating breakfast, say? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can... I can probably give you some tips, but I can't fully relate to it because I don't have kids yet. <laughs> so things might change when, when that actually happens. But my advice to those parents who, you know, it is tough to get that time where you can do a, a 15, 10, 20 minute meditation practice that's almost impossible is I talk about this concept of finding the calmness in the chaos. So yes, there is absolute, I would if you can find that 15 to 20 minutes, or 10 minutes to do a dedicated meditation practice, that's great. But if you can't, then what, as I said, the, the, the calmness and the chaos. So the, you can even concentrate and connect with chaos, which is happening around you. So a lot of people think when something distracts them within meditation, whether that might be a motorbike that zooms past behind them or a screaming kid or something like that, they get frustrated at that. But you can also find connection within that annoying sound. And I know that sounds a bit odd, but a a motorbike screaming past, if you concentrate on that sound and you focus on the different elements of that sound, you can actually find peace within connecting to a motorbike humming past. You know, even with... um, looking at your child and just really observing if they're kind of uh, chucking a tantrum and maybe for a quick moment, if you're just observing and everything about that um, without it letting wash over you and, and take control of you, there is those moments of that's what meditation is. It's tapping into whatever it is in the, in the present moment. There's that element to it. Um, the, the other thing is try to introduce your kids to meditation as well. Do it together. That's a big thing that I'm looking at in the future is getting it, the kids involved within the practice and, and um, doing it together in a family setting. Which sounds amazing. Um, you also have a challenge coming up called the Five Alive. Can you tell us a bit about that? Sure. Yeah. So Five Alive is a five-week mindfulness challenge. And that's all delivered through the platform that I, that I developed called Soul Alive, where I deliver live, live-streamed meditation classes throughout the week. I just wanted to create some type of 
program that gets people excited about meditation and also it gives them the opportunity to form it as a habit or, or, or a practice that they embrace throughout their lives. So really the concept of it is just trying to get people to enjoy it and use it as a, a daily practice in their lives. So it goes for five weeks. We do five meditations each week that are a challenge whoever joins up to, to do that five meditations for five weeks. And, uh, there's also different elements where they get access to resources that we do a live Q and a, and each week has a particular theme that you work through as well, which I call them the five pillars, which have helped me in my life. And I provide resources, workbooks and talk people through that as well. So there's focus, there's love, there's, uh, forgiveness, there's purpose. Um, I think that's fine. <laughs> Maybe it's cool. Maybe I missed one. But uh, it, it's all about helping others ingrain you know, meditation into their lives um, and something that they want to do and enjoy doing uh, as, as they move on. Well, I do think it's something that could help lots of parents. So, Luke, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me on. That's Luke McLeod. He's the founder of Soul Alive. And if you're interested in joining Luke's five-week challenge called Five Alive, it starts on May the 24th. That's this Sunday. And you'll find links in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.